0: luke byron tom kennett alex jones and jack harper it's the spitballing pod i'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody you know we've been fighting for one and still fighting to this day to this day Surprise, motherfuckers. Back out to Alan, his 3 pointer I'll take a bow, son. I mean that, take a bow. And, and I'll tell you, honestly, I will love it if we beat them. Love it.
1: Listen, I ain't gonna forget about this by the time we get the motorway. Some might. Welcome to episode one hundred and twenty four of the Spitballing Pod. It's another two man mission this week. I'm Luke Byron joined by Tom Kennett once again. Alex and Jack are unavailable this week, but hopefully they will be back next week and hopefully we will do a good enough job in the meantime. We've got upstairs pod vibes again despite being back in the living room. (laughs) We've got my man Nishikori on the T V. Well, maybe, what could you want? Maybe interrupted at some point. Hopefully the traffic doesn't make too much of a noise. But let me tell you, in this heat, it would be too much to uh, get up in a sauna that I call my room. We've got a lot to get into this week. And let me tell you, I can't believe that was on TV is back again. With a bang. I'm up to about page like 17 on Google. <laughs> let me tell you, some things you you don't want to see. But for the name of this podcast... I'll do it. <laughs> so I think what I've got here is... We're in the
0: dark web at this point.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that I can progressively kind of build with this one because the last one in particular is one of the darkest that that I've seen just for the concept. More than the actual way it's played out. Japanese game shows seem to go down well last week but there's none from Japan this week. We've got Four to get into, one from America, one from India, one from Iraq, and one from the Czech Republic. Okay, so if we start with 2005, Lifetime channel, if you ever heard of that, in America. And it was called Born in the Wild. Arguably the most irresponsible reality TV (laughs) show ever made. Born in the Wild documents couples who want to have a more natural birthing experience by delivering a baby in the great outdoors unassisted by modern medicine. Oh my word. The show was slammed by medical experts as a pre-modern birth process is associated with vastly higher infant mortality rates. So the actual show looked somewhat like a current version of the Blair Witch Project being filmed (laughs) like in the middle of the woods with just some (laughs) gore and you don't really know what's going on. But it, it's mental that this got the green light in the first place. But when I tell you what eventually got it taken off the air, it didn't last very long. Um, I mean, the first time would should have probably been enough. So that I'm my assumption would be they filmed a lot at once, so they didn't actually get. So some people did this and they didn't even get their moment of fame. <laughs> but what tipped it over the edge was, you know, in all good TV, you got to have the brakes and you got to maneuver through them they had a break where the suspense was whether the baby would survive <laughs> between the ad breaks. <laughs> so this was on American TV as well. But that so.
0: is that is essentially what you're buying into the show for, though, isn't it? Is to see, look, can they survive this? Will the mother and
1: baby make it through? It is, but I think the way they dramatised it over an ad break... <laughs> I hope they had a voice of, see what happens next after the break. <laughs> all right. So if we head over to India now, early, common two- sense. Yeah. early 2000s, and this one was called Axe Your Ex. You can tell it was in that phase because it's you're like you are. Like, <laughs> like when all adults thought that all youngs actually spoken like text speak. Although I, I do remember text speak and I couldn't think of anything worse than receiving text like that now.
0: There was that strange crossover spell, wasn't it, where between text language and then you had like an actual QWERTY keyboard on the phone from then on where people, st- some still maintained talking a little bit in text language and you're like, what
1: is this? I think adults actually kept it up more. It yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Like I can't imagine and ever being like a thing. No. Like, it, literally an A missing.
0: I remember being judged before for spelling something correctly i was like why would you spell it like that on text speak and i was like you're not doing an essay well i when you some words it's literally it's actually easier to spell it correctly than to fuck it up
1: well i see with uh now when you get the facebook memories thing that i clearly went through a phase where i was capitalizing every letter in the sentence brilliant one of those people because i see that now and i hate it why do people do that i don't understand I, thought he, looked, that I thought he looked better at the time. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, surely does such effort. Alright, so this one. India's Axe was a prank reality show for people who wanted to torture their cheating exes without the risk of jail time. Jesus Christ. The host would introduce some heartbroken fool who'd simultaneously hated and couldn't get over their ex, and then the show would think up some borderline criminal prank to restore their bruised ego. The shenanigans range from wacky run-of-the-mill harassment. When they say this is wacky, by the way. Run-of-the-mill so, harassment. <laughs> so it starts like hanging a banner in front of a girl's work that called her a gold-digging whore. <laughs> <laughs> they say this is like the light-hearted bit as well. Uh, to horrific stage police interrogations where exes and their new bows got slapped around by actors in cop uniforms and thought they were going to wind up in an unmarked grave in the wilderness.
0: <laughs> what?
1: The one that eventually tipped things over the edge was the producers breaking into one of the ex's cars, planting a lifelike dead body equipped with maggots and all kinds of other bugs to fit the part and then calling genuine police with an anonymous tip to come and find the body in the back of the car (laughs) before eventually revealing this was all an elaborate prank. (laughs) Once taken off the air, a producer spoke to the media and complained that nobody has a sense of humour anymore well yeah good point people need to lighten up don't they
0: I can see that Amy off Love Island doing that, all of that to Curtis <laughs> said so there might not be fakes there might be actual bodies and
1: stuff. I don't know if you've seen the preview for tonight's but I felt sorry for her briefly when I saw that she'd left the show mm. and then I saw the preview and she goes she deserves digging out more so, and I thought you know girls girl of the year might have come to me before <laughs> I'm having a chat with the man who's broken my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for that. Okay, so on to the next one. Put him in the Booker. I don't know if I've pronounced that right. This is an Iraqi game show from the mid 2000s. I feel like you
0: got to go some for an Iraqi game show in the 2000s. Yeah. They were going for a lot, so, so you've it's... got to have a lot of distractions. So
1: I don't know if it's Booker or Booker or Bucker, but I'll say Buka. Put him in the Booker was named after Camp Booker the dreaded American prison for terrorists and probably the worst place to host a reality TV show. The show played out like punked, whereby the host would drive around with unwitting celebs and prank them during the trip. The show pulled only a single prank with a very Iraqi twist. They put a fake makeshift bomb in the victim's car, then had them drive through a military checkpoint. (laughs) Of course, the very real soldiers would do their best to terrify, with alarms ringing and gun barrels thrust in faces. Oh my word. Contestants suffered panic attacks, wet themselves, cried, and I'm sure suffered long-standing trauma even after the prank was revealed. The producers defended Putnam and Buka, claiming the show's an educational one, so that they're alert and check their cars before getting in, and further asserting that people that people get to laugh at Al-Qaeda in a victory over terrorism. <laughs> Let's laugh at Al Qaeda. That's that's the way to solve it. So mid two thousands as
0: well. So you e- Exactly. Just just firmly, after, just into, after 9/11. firmly into the war. Something to distract you. A little game show for an hour. Oh no wait. I mean back this to could where be we a were. bit of peace
1: because I'd assume if it's an American base camp mm. and the Americans are involved in the show and it's an Iraqi game show. There's some kind of peace deal here that's going on between them. It's building bridges. This is when people are going to look back on that like that football game. Like they didn't go back to shooting each other before and after. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this this one is the one I think is the worst. And that's well, so you got something to go with it. Well, I'm going to tell you what it is, and then after I'm going to tell you what they wanted it to be, and that's the thing that's worse for me. Jesus. So it was it called worse
0: than a baby being born in the woods. Yeah,
1: it was called "Holiday in the Protectorate," and this was in 2015 in okay. the Czech Republic. So for a brief period there, historical reality shows were all the rage. The Czech Republic wanted to get in on the action, but what fascinating part of their proud historical legacy could potential contestants relive? Is it the Holy Roman Empire, the artistic Bohemia during the 19th century, or the 1938 Nazi occupation? I think you know which one. <laughs> Holiday in the Protectorate referenced the brief-lived Nazi puppet state Czechoslovakia that was uh, existing between 1938 and 45, and for two months in 2015, a family of reality show contestants relived it all. They were put in a remote backwater built to resemble the living conditions of a Nazi-occupied village. And not only did they have to do all the regular old-timey chores like milk cows and churn butter but they also had to build an air raid shelter and beg for rations while actors dressed like the Gestapo routinely kicked down their doors and searched a barn for rebels. (laughs) If the family managed to survive two months under the yoke of fascism, they won 40 grand. Okay, at least there's a reward. The show was already frowned upon but got worse when the producer alarmingly asked rhetorically in an interview, having seen the show, did the Jews really have it that bad? (laughs) God. so now when I tell you this was actually the backup idea and the original idea that was applied for and there's paperwork to document this this scene is too far yeah so they actually applied to host a special equivalent to Big Brother within the Auschwitz facilities <laughs> what and was surprised when it was rejected <laughs> <laughs> Things are done differently over there, man. So what I was actually going to say was when I thought we were going to have um, a table of four here. And so I can ask you this. And if the other two listen this week, then they know this is the homework for them. On these kind of realms, I want everyone to come up with their own game show with these kind of things for next week. Okay. And pitch them for our intro. And between us, we're going to decide which one we present and take forward to a TV company having seen some of these be made.
0: Is it 125 next week? Are we? Is it episode number 124? Is yeah. It, episode 125 might be our last one. Then <laughs> that might be the the moment. It's right. We're done here.
1: Well, I so I didn't want to reveal that part to any of you, obviously. But I spoke to someone else who listens to the podcast and talk, and I told them this is something that I found for this week. This is one of those things I had to share, like immediately yeah. after seeing and. Uh, that's so why actually were two, one of them said like people complain about Love Island being on TV, and it's like, well, this is your alternative. Yeah. <laughs> That's your two choices, yeah. nothing else. And uh, the other lad said that we're gonna need like Love Island in Guantanamo Bay. Just send Anna there, and she has her Love Island experience in Guantanamo. That's what we're doing to take it forward. I feel like there'd be plenty there that would be <laughs> her type. Um, She'd be looking around, like, oh, isn't he tall? And karaoke in the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> So that's, I can't believe that was uh, on TV. I actually can't believe any
0: of that was on TV. <laughs> I will acknowledge this week.
1: I just think, I'm going to have to dig something else out for next week. So it's only going to get worse.
0: I think going back to the first one with the babies, I think not only have they obviously irresponsibly refused medical assistance. You could have done that on its own. That would have been fine. But the fact they've gone out of their way to go into
1: deepest, darkest yeah. <laughs> woods to do it.
0: <laughs> like everybody was just born in the woods at one
1: point. So... I thought I'd get a bit of news of the week just to keep things going. This is the kind of story that we get for an upstairs pod, so I wanted to keep it consistent in that stretch. So I've had it the other week where I said um, the story got better as it went on. Hmm. And for this one, it actually gets worse as it goes on, so we're going to have a kind of a spin-off off the back of this, okay? So the headline was... Seven mates buy a mansion so they can all live together when they're old. Lovely. So like the best plans, the idea originally started as a joke, but when the Septuplet spotted the massive pad and needed some work in the suburbs of uh, Guangzhou, China, they decided to make it a reality. The group then spent 4 million yen, 462 grand, doing the place up and now it looks amazing with huge floor-to-ceiling windows, a swimming pool and a spacious open-plan kitchen. Okay, okay. So this is where it kind of gets a bit downhill. So it's actually seven, like, sophisticated Chinese women. So the three-story property also has impressive gardens and the women, who are all tea lovers, have each created their own tea pavilion so they can sit outside in the stunning surroundings and enjoy a brew. It sounds lovely. They say, will cook, have barbecues in the fields, sing and collect food from the village, she said. The women have all made a pact to to learn a useful new skill before they move, such as how to grow vegetables or how to cook a decent meal from scratch. So now I'm thinking if us and five others moved into a mansion, I'm not saying it would go as smoothly, but I think we would have more fun than having a tea pavilion. Yeah. So what I'm going to say to us here is I think we have five, maybe six people in our group chat. Hmm. And if you can put us in the scenario that money isn't an issue here, yeah, us us six seven out of the many if we include the other, the last one who was in the group chat so if we make it seven of us and we have unlimited money and we're gonna make this mansion, what would be our must-haves for this mansion? So I imagine a pool is gonna be that's gonna be a mansion that's gonna you're gonna to have to have that in there. So it's gonna be like a nice state-of-the-art pool, indoor pool or out outdoor pool well both seasonal we're going to need some big grounds here would you move to China for this well if you can get more bang for your buck yeah, why not I don't think 462 grand here would get you uh, a 70 person that would get you a nice flat in London (laughs) (laughs) that means you're not sleeping in the bath in London
0: yeah exactly I feel feel like for that I'd want to I don't know just make like almost like my own sort of maze in the house <laughs> and then maybe if we had a pool then I'd fill it with stingrays just for
1: an extra bit of thrill money is no object in this scenario no. so I, d- I do like the idea of uh I think it was Drake who said before how his house was so big that someone else can be there I think Odell Beckham Jr. moved in for the summer and they could like not see each other for days if they wanted to because <laughs> I'm going to need my space in this theoretical yeah. mansion and people aren't going to want the walls to be thin one for my snoring and the other people i don't want to hear <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's going on there so don't really sit,
0: hear what farm animals have been yeah. brought into the
1: house so i was thinking you know nowadays the the thing is like you spend more time looking for a film on netflix than you do kind of watching a film on netflix yeah i don't know if you if you were ever that guy but the equivalent of this i feel used to be playing the sims and you'd spend longer building the house. Well, not so much building the house. It was mm. kind of f- furnishing the house with your cheat codes, obviously, to have <laughs> it. Than you would actually playing The Sims game. Because I don't think anyone played it to live a sophisticated life in The Sims.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was a strange one with The Sims. Because what was really the end goal? Just to have a normal life. That, well, you could do this in normal, like actual life. There's no point. So, in reality, I don't want to burn my house down. But on there, I can burn my house down. So it's a lot more entertaining. Yeah, definitely. I spent spent as much time trying to burn
1: the house down as I did building it whenever I played it. There's a clip of um, Carl Pilkington talking about seeing a fat kid playing a PSP. And he looked and he was playing darts on the PSP and he's like, he was so fat that he couldn't couldn't even bring himself to just play (laughs) darts actually. He was instead (laughs) playing darts on the PSP. That's so good. And that is kind of... You're supposed to do something like, we play FIFA most Saturdays. I was going to say, I don't get as much of a thrill score in tappings, but I do, but I don't have the build up there. So I can't score a 40 yard overhead kick on FIFA. I would love to be able, on in real life, can not really on FIFA. Mm-hmm. So the, the point I'm going down, you know what I mean? It's not like when you watch horror films, you watch horror films to be, feel as close to being killed without actually, actually being, being in danger. Yeah. So that kind of thing, and that you are right with The Sims, but I think we said on a previous episode where The Sims now is just not PG at all. It's just filth when you see people playing The Sims now.
0: Well, <laughs> oh, come on, surely everyone was always trying to make them do it. Yeah, but now it's like graphic. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas back
1: then it was uh, woo-hoo, yeah. and then you'd go under the bed and make weird control noises. and vibrate you know, oh. a little bit, and then... probably feel quite pleased with yourself for having charmed whoever it was that you were uh, pursuing I guess in that regard Sims was a
0: realistic portrayal of real life because it was just people spending a lot more time trying to have sex than actually succeeding <laughs> in having sex
1: it was a great game regardless I always go back to the uh, Herb Sims in the city with uh, the black eyed peas in it if you could charm Fergie then you really were a big baller yeah, oh. man, I like the idea that Drake could walk through his house and not know Odell Beckham Jr <laughs> was there just,
0: well, fuck, how long have you been here for? <laughs>
1: I bet I would be a nightmare being next door neighbours to them as well. All right, so we've got plenty to get into today, and if we start with the transfer gossip, mm. as we usually do, so start off from the mirror. Newcastle. Newcastle owner Mike Ashley has approached Rangers manager and former Liverpool midfielder Stephen Gerrard about becoming the Magpies' next boss. Would it concern you if he managed any other Premier League club, bar Liverpool?
0: I wouldn't be too fussed. I mean, obviously, if you went to like United manager, <laughs> a rival club might be a bit different, but maybe a reflection of where Newcastle are that I don't really worry if he goes there. I'd actually be more concerned for him walking into a shit show.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the next news story is that he's turned them down, so that might say...
0: That bustle between Rangers fans and Newcastle fans between whose club is bigger? It's got like two tin pot clubs who think they're a lot
1: bigger than they are. In their own respective areas, they're very big. But the Times are reporting Juventus are prepared to bid 120 million for Man United's 26 year old France midfielder Paul Pogba. I think the Times will print anything because that is the last club I can see going for him. They are inundated with midfielders.
0: Yeah, and I'm not sure they're going to spunk that money having spent 100 mil on Ronaldo last year. No. And however much it's going to take to actually get Delit, which still isn't done somehow.
1: And they're s- still paying Ramsey 400 grand a week. Yeah. And first. Rabiot, I imagine, isn't going to be cheap.
0: He's probably looked at what Ramsey's on and said, so I'm yeah. having a bit of
1: that. Uh, Spain goalkeeper David De Gea, 28, is set to sign a new contract with Man United, which would earn him 350 grand a week from the mirror. You will not see a more I've got nowhere else to go so I'll sign this deal (laughs) move
0: (laughs) in your life.
1: Well, his thing was that the wages went down because they didn't get top four but I don't see the point in putting that in the contract if they know they're going to get a new contract negotiated if they don't get top four. And it's not like he wasn't a big part as to why they didn't get top four.
0: Yeah, it's it's like we've spoken about before with, I think we've mentioned it with Arsenal players before as well. How can you go demanding... Either like Champions League football, so you want to move or wage, yeah, a wage increase. When you played a fair part in why you didn't make it, the hair is. Let's face it. This has hasn't been a good season for him. Is it that he's on the decline, or was it just been a blip? Was it just bad? And there's a certain amount of he deserves quite a lot of loyalty because, pretty much year in year out, he's been a chief reason why they've got yeah. in the top four more. Or sort of achieved anything that they have in this relatively unsuccessful period, so he does deserve that sort of backlogged loyalty. But if you start this season like you ended the last one, three hundred fifty grand a week looks <laughs> a lot of money. Especially Romero isn't a bad backup either. No, if he put in, he probably wouldn't be an awful. They're sending the that
1: Henderson out on loan again. Sheffield, I think.
0: Yeah, so a lot of United fans saying potentially if you sell the Hay, give him a go. But obviously it's one thing you're pressing the championship
1: yeah I was going to ask Alex about this so Tottenham are in advance talks of Wales defender Ben Davis over a new long term deal that's from the Telegraph makes sense you never know when Danny Rose is going to go as well so no he may just quit he talks so much about eating football so Brentford forward Neil Morpay, 22 could become Sheffield United's record signing with the Premier League newcomers willing to pay 22 million for the Frenchman and that might tell you the way fees are going. <laughs> Everybody, yeah. I, I, Everyone was outraged at the Tyrone Mings
0: transfer, and I didn't even bat an eyelid, which just shows of where we're at in terms of the money.
1: Yeah, well, meanwhile, Celtic and Scotland fullback back Kieran Tierney is being targeted by Arsenal and Napoli, with the Italian side ready to sell. Portuguese left-back Mario Rui, to raise the funds needed to sign the 22 year old (laughs) apparently Arsenal haven't gone back in since the first bid of 15 million was rejected
0: what the fuck are they doing
1: (laughs) England forward Jalen Sancho 19 should turn down a move to Man United and stay at Borussia Dortmund says former Old Trafford striker Wayne Rooney (laughs) United fans are going to love that and that's in build so
0: I mean I think it's decent advice
1: (laughs) yeah but it's whether he should be saying it uh, Antoine Griezmann is adamant he will not return to Atletico Madrid's training this week, claiming that he's suffering from emotional stress, according to reports. We can only imagine what he's going through. <laughs> must you be tough. Have you seen, uh, Neymar didn't turn up for training today with PSG. Really? They put a statement out saying they, it is unacceptable and they'll be taking uh, real action, but they have no clue where he is.
0: He only won the Copa America last night, didn't he? Oh, he wasn't. Was he with the squad? Because obviously, he's, with that injury, I, he didn't play a part, but they, I thought he was back in... They didn't show him at no, all. No, fair enough. I didn't know if he was going to go out for the final. I saw it. an article saying whether he was going to go I thought it was not a lot. They Pointy. showed...
1: Uh, I don't know if you've seen Jesus crying after he went sent off. His facial expressions killed me. <laughs> yeah. He wears every one, doesn't he? His, it's his eyebrows, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's lit. Oh, I'm in tears seeing him. And he was in tears. This... If I tell you it's from the Daily Star, then you may know, but this is one of the more audacious news stories I've seen. Cristiano Ronaldo wants Juventus to complete a move for Manchester United striker Romelu Lukaku, according to reports. <laughs> well, he's insisting on it, isn't he? I, I can't picture that, really, unless they've literally just branded him a big burly centre-forward, thought, hey, well, he had decent success here. So, by merit, Lukaku should <laughs> do the same.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure he's your guy to solve whatever problems Juve might have.
1: Arsenal have been linked with uh, Bakioko today, actually, which is the most Arsenal thing I've and ever would seen. would be very Arsenal.
0: <laughs> Tillman's going to Leicester and
1: nobody I seemingly going in for We're going to get onto the done deals after. Manchester United have reportedly turned down Inter Milan's transfer offer of uh, Nangolan or is as part of a deal for Romelu Lukaku. <laughs> that's from The Sun.
0: Jesus.
1: I mean, if you can get
0: Icardi for Lukaku...
1: they I know there's they came out over yesterday. His but... They came out yesterday and said they'll accept they're uh, willing to hit any offers for him.
0: They want him out, don't they? Because he obviously didn't play a large part of the season, but... I know questions over attitude and stuff, but... He looks a player, if you can get him... Yeah. obviously if you can get the right team around him he could be one of those where like
1: no club is going to want to If he had done his job Spurs would have been out in the Champions League group stage <laughs> Diego Costa is strongly considering a move to Everton after being dislodged from the side by Chelsea's Alvaro Morata
0: <laughs> that would be very Everton as well that's from the mirror get someone who looks over the hill I thought, I assumed he'd end up going to China in all honesty. He looked like he was gonna kick up a fuss at Chelsea because the Chinese club came in for him, it all went downhill after that. He's looking a
1: little bit um To be fair, he didn't really kick up a fuss at Chelsea. Conte sent him a text saying he was he was leaving.
0: Yeah, yeah, that is that is true. But I remember there was that spell, wasn't there, that where people were like, He went AWOL How can he turn on, you know, half a million a week? Like, well he's on two hundred grand a week now, so that's
1: He went AWOL and started like a party on Instagram live in Atletico shit. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Okay, so done deals so far. If we, I mean, some will require more conversation than others, but we'll see, I'm sure we'll know which ones. Mm. So one Pissacca to United, fifty million. Mm. Not sure right backs what they needed, but it's not actually young. At least they may put Dallow to left back or Dallow became a better player overnight with that signing.
0: I noticed there's a <laughs> lot of Well, oh, why hasn't he been given a chance? Which I didn't see really being said during the season. I, I think they had to improve it because Ashley Young there is not the option clearly but <laughs> is 50 million for Wan-Bissaka good business is the question the question people have is obviously him going forward but i will probably argue you can learn that a bit better than you can yeah. defend it and if you can't defend you probably can't defend at that point
1: Nasri is signed for Anderlecht joining Vincent Company as manager and uh, that's on a free. West Ham let him go
0: that's just he's a waste of a career
1: he had about three good games, didn't he, for West Ham, one of them was against Arsenal. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's a waste of a career. He's got unbelievable talent and he's fucked it.
1: Ozzy Perez to less for thirty million. Hmm. Good player, but he's one where you don't say good player without following up with on his day. Yeah, yeah. And if he had had
0: his day more often, he wouldn't have been at Newcastle and probably would've kicked on a little bit sooner. I think you know what you're getting with him, you're gonna get a good game. Well, every one in four, maybe?
1: I remember seeing a tweet and it said, um, if Iosi Perez kept to his form from the last three games all season, he'd actually have been top goal scorer this season. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, interesting. It's like, well, yeah, if you score three goals a game, then it's quite easy to say, what if he kept
0: this up all if year. Someone gets a hat trick in the game, like, look, if he could just do this every game. <laughs>
1: so they've spent 70 million in, two, in a couple of days on Perez's elements.
0: Whilst the uh, Arsenal and
1: United are twiddling their thumbs? The United, have, United have signed two at least.
0: Yeah, shite though. Not not shite, but they they needed more than this. This this should be supplementing the bigger moves that they're supposed to be doing.
1: I'm sure they will. Um, Phil Jagielka has gone back to Sheffield on a free.
0: You love to see it as a goalie.
1: <laughs> that was against Arsenal. <laughs> Well, we may not be expecting my parcel. Apparently, it's not even out for delivery. so we have to worry man about will not on be top. interrupting the pod. <laughs> uh, Rodri to Man City, 62.5 million. I mean, if what I've heard is right, then he should be a good signing. But I can't profess to being an expert on him like most people seem to be.
0: <laughs> no, from from everything I've seen of him, it does look like money well spent. 60 million. He's,
1: be- he's meant to be the Fernandinho replacement, isn't he, that's going to yeah, transition. Yeah,
0: looks a slight different type, but that he looks like he's going to fit in perfectly. And sixty million in the current market—if he's a guy you can build around—well, I imagine money well spent. You could it?
1: take the workload off Fernandinho, and then all you need is him to play against Spurs, Liverpool, United twice a season.
0: Do what they did with Company in many ways. Um, they needed someone there, obviously, a long-term replacement Fernandinho. So he looks like the man again. Can't quite believe nobody else was in for him. Um, You'd love to put it down to maybe United say knew something we don't and he's actually overrated and a bust, but
1: in reality... If uh, you're in another title race, I won't say that Fernandinho is garbage. Because I did that with company and he, uh <laughs> <laughs> That was the final nail in the yeah. coffin. Buffon has gone back to Juve on a free transfer. I'm actually really annoyed about this. Go on. I I thought we'd finally got past... Hearing what a victim he is that he's never won a Champions League for every single appearance he has in the Champions <laughs> League, yeah, it's just grinding. Hearing it every single time. I wonder if he has done the thing as well. That supposedly he had. Well, he's he's gonna be number two as well, but he has a clause in the contract. Yeah, this is what I was gonna come on to. Yeah, scumbaggy that is.
0: So that basically he has to play was it eight games or something so he can beat yeah. Maldini's Serie A record. Yeah. Does it, does, seem like it mean,
1: d- does it mean as much if
0: if you've had to do it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he probably could have got this like a lower Serie A club and got the games. He didn't have to do that, but yeah, he's he's kind of been on
1: a farewell tour for as long as he's been at PSG, and now I think like yeah. Wade Wade's is on about coming back this year. To Obviously, play Jimmy Butler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you think about Herrera going to PSG on a free? I think it's Catania on a free. Uh, he seems like everything they've been missing in the Champions League it's not a bit nasty yeah because he they aren't signing him on the belief that he's this technical wonder kid that's going to come in and no. blitz out the league I would imagine they are signing him I bet he's getting decent wages but not so much for them yeah he's going to have a nice time living in Paris and mm. he's going to get a good couple of games I'm sure
0: We've I think as a free is a great sign. Reminiscent of not quite for the versatility, for example, but when Liverpool's got Milner on a free, it's that sort of sign where you think there's no real downside to this. It's it weird side.
1: that United kept Matter but didn't keep Herrera.
0: Well, I think they tried to keep Herrera, didn't they? But he they left it late, didn't they? Him. They left it late. Yeah, I mean, how hard they tried is obviously a different matter. And I think the matter deal is a strange one in terms of the direction they're supposed to be going in, trying to get younger players quick dynamic got, I, I'm a fan of him but he's... they've
1: got so many good young players as well United mm. like we give Chelsea the stick for not playing their young players and because United have a couple that they play they, they benefit from the youngsters they do play a high profile so we all know about McTominay Rashford Martial no longer a
0: player but broke through
1: you don't yeah because I, I don't give you credit for saying look we're playing a young lad in Martial when you spent that kind of him. in no, no it's no. like it's not the same when you buy a youngster in for all this cash and you play them. If you McTominay you get credit credit yeah. for playing, Rushford you get credit for bringing through, but we hear so much about like Chong, uh Pereira, who I saw a kid on Twitter giving them stick for giving him a new deal when the potential is clearly there, so why would you let someone else try and get that out of him? But isn't he pushing like twenty five? He's older than people. He, think. He's older than people think, but like he's he's played six Premier League games. Yeah,
0: I think he looks a handy player, but I don't. We I, he, I think it's a, a bumper contract with five year deal is when people
1: probably look. Hmm, Most people know him for his set piece ability. Well, Ajax today gave uh, Tadic a seven year deal at thirty years old. How? <laughs> at when it gets down to three years left. They can transition it into a coaching contract if they want to.
0: Okay, interesting.
1: So, but still, they'll be still be paying him the same wages. <laughs> best best paid coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've ever done that on a manager, where you try and sign someone to a coach before they finish their career, and they want like playing wages to be a coach. <laughs> Uh, Ospina to Napoli, three and a half million. Don't need to say much on this, but the price is a joke when you think what Liverpool got for their fourth choice keeper. Horrendous. This yeah. this was a staple of the uh, Wenger area where they did get some gems, not for the last like 10 years of it, but the prices that players were being sold for or just being let go on a free was abysmal. Yeah. Like, I don't know if... Whoever does the uh, negotiating for Liverpool just has dirt on everyone because the <laughs> money they get is a joke. But you look at—they got sixty million for Morata. Chelsea did. Yeah, remarkable. So, it, you'd think apparently it's because Wenger made a gentleman's agreement with it, and so Arsenal. Well, you know what? <laughs> we don't want to go back on a gentleman's agreement. There's no gentleman in football. Certainly not on Napoli either. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, Angelino going back to Man City for six and a half million from PSV. They've done him so dirty with that. I don't know too much. They
0: got rid of him to PSV when they thought he wasn't going to come to much. Inserted a buyback clause of that money. And obviously now he's kicked on and looks like a player. Okay, you might spend 20, 30, maybe a little bit more million on. And they've obviously got him back for that money. Yeah. A team that has no real financial concerns has done a Dutch team over. Left-back again is probably a position where they might look at and think... Okay, that makes something. that makes
1: more sense because they were playing... uh What's his name? Mini De Bruyne. Zinchenko there. Yeah. And he's
0: not really a left back. And Obviously, Mendy loves a bit of time on the treatment table.
1: I gave, I gave him stick last season for not joining Wolves. And i actually st- stand by it because he can look back on the end of his career and have trophies, but I don't know how much they're going to mean to him. No, I okay. mean... This guy on the TV with the mustache
0: is absolutely killing me. <laughs> he's moving his eyebrows around, and he's got this dirty touch. <laughs> <laughs> what a character! And Ben Askren next to him. Yeah, no one else can see,
1: see this bloke with a touch. but yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's not going to mean anything to anyone listening to that. Sorry, I was distracted uh, yeah. by a mustache. Zinchenko. So I, I complained that but I think they offered he, sixteen million for him.
0: He is also a young player, is he not? Yeah. So, albeit this season, if he doesn't get his playing time, I would probably encourage him to look for a move. But
1: Because he's not even a fullback, He's an attacking midfielder.
0: And he looks a player with talent, to be fair. So, in another
1: team, he would thrive, you'd imagine. Uh, and they'd have built, around, they'd have built yeah. around him as well. And that and Wolves team's fun going forwards.
0: They're an ambitious side as well, aren't they, you think, with Wolves? You think they are probably going places they can keep the, keep the team together. So, I, I, get, I get your point, but I think in the short term... I can kind of see why Stennis City does suit.
1: Up next, then... Hector Herrera to Atletico Madrid for free. Mm. Another one I wanted Arsenal to go in for. Instead, we're going for Yassin Brahimi from Porto on a free, who's nearly 29, wants 4 million to sign on.
0: On a free as well, Hector Herrera? Yeah, exactly. Fair business. Atletico is an interesting one, because obviously they've had a fair bit of
1: just lost... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Obviously,
0: Godin's gone. Um, what's it? Hernandez. Is Saul gone. is
1: linked with City and United every single window. Yeah,
0: Rodri's gone. Griezmann, is, something's going to have to happen with that. Yeah. It was kind of why I thought, potentially, Simeone might have followed Godin to Inter. I just thought, is he going to want to rebuild? You know, This success has been built on Godin, Jimenez, Hernandez yeah. at the back, <laughs> going through that. And is he going to want to transition again? Apparently, he must be up for it, but...
1: Well, next one up, yeah Felix to Atletico Madrid, hundred thirteen yeah, million. Yeah,
0: and, and then this—it looks hundred twenty million is a lot for a player who's had one good season, and he doesn't. From everything I've seen of him, which admittedly isn't a lot, but he doesn't really look a Simeone player. I've got to be honest. Can you ever live up to that? One hundred twenty million. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a lot of money,
1: isn't it? Nineteen years old.
0: Well, if the thing is with Atletico. If he does live up to that, it's probably because they've had to sell him. Because if he starts fulfilling that promise, then he's in with Barca and Madrid what they do to him.
1: He was playing for the Benfica B side up to 2018, and he's it's, made 26 appearances for the first team.
0: It's, yeah, it's One appearance for the
1: Portuguese national side.
0: By all accounts, not like an out and out striker and goal scorer, even more of a dropping in, attacking midfield meet yeah. striker type. So is that really what? Atletico we're going to be in for. I mean, if Morata carries on with the form we share towards the end of the season, you might be fine, but that's a big if with Morata, as we know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, then. uh to so Spurs, 65 million.
0: Saw a Spurs fan jokingly say, I, f- I hope it was jokingly, he was like, well, we've just signed the best all-round midfielder in the world. It was a mutual friend of ours, so you can decide maybe he might have been being serious, but I was taking it as tongue-in-cheek ex-friend of the pod having said that though with these things normally when I feel like that has been spent particularly by Spurs I haven't spent money in a while there is normally probably maybe 75% of people saying how great he is and 25% even if it's just a reaction to the positive news will say oh but he's got this this that I've heard almost no real bad press about him or negativity we, as a signing We Over heard all the this, fact that he's played in France which we heard all this hard. with Bakioko. Yeah,
1: yeah. it It, it is just... Cause he was an elite winner Monaco side.
0: Yeah, it's just the only question mark of people are asking is because, look, he just good in France. How much can we tell from that? But I haven't really heard even the people that you know, try and sort of claim their expertise, even though you're not sure. They haven't even come out and said, no, look, he's going to be a bust. He's overrated. He does look... I think we've all given up watching million, French sorry. football. Yeah, yeah. But... It would be, um, it would be hugely ironic, obviously, if the first signing they make after all this, and then he does turn into a bust. But he look, he looks every bit the,
1: the player to be honest. Last but not my Wenger and Francis Jeffers, (laughs) scared him from spending money for a good few years after that. Uh, Gabriel Martinelli to Arsenal for six million pounds. Brazilian was playing regional football over there. Had trials with uh, United, trained with the Barca team and the first team in Brazil. Apparently, they both wanted him and Arsenal now, the new director of football is Edu. Edu's come back as director of football. Okay. Apparently, he had a word and said, look, this is the move you want to make kind of thing.
0: Always and skeptical on those.
1: He said he models his uh, game on Cristiano Ronaldo. So.
0: I mean, a lot of people model their game on him, <laughs> but it's... If Arsenal pick him up for six million pound after Barca and United both had him on trial, I think you can understand why I might be a bit cynical as to whether they wanted him. We'll
1: what see, are see. Arsenal doing, honestly? I don't, I don't, just
0: don't know. scraping around, just trying to pick <laughs> up scraps. That...
1: Well, our in- the interview with uh, Raul Sanjayi, who was the Barca director of football, who did he was their chief kind of transfer guy, and now he's ours, and he says that he. Uh, Outsmarts the market is what he called it. Okay, that's the main thing, and I, I hate being these people that kind of look into the backroom staff and all that. That gives me a bit of bit more faith for the Zaha deal. Yeah, because um, and I'm I'm not an idiot. Like, there's a very clear difference between Arsenal and Barcelona. Hmm. But his history, if he wants a player, he gets them. He gets him, and that's why you've seen a dirty tactic like a low ball yeah, offer yeah. in public make make the player force the move really he's the one who was behind the whole Fabregas to Barcelona transfer okay
0: players, all, putting, all shirt,
1: players putting shirts on him yeah 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 always out in the public saying he needs to join that kind of thing if was your only bit of business over the summer would you take it you didn't sign anyone else. See, I'm a sucker and I probably would. You would, I yeah. 100% would. you would, yeah. <laughs> Only because I don't trust him to do anything with anything I else. Mean, so at least could, I know yeah. what I get with him. You
0: could have a summer where you don't get anything. So I guess it's better than nothing. But it still doesn't, unless he can fill in at centre-back as well.
1: <laughs> or left-back. Well, the point on, I, I didn't want to stay too long on Arsenal, but there is quite, quite a lot. Um, <laughs> we could revisit it any week. Yeah, so the Arsenal. issue is that People won't buy the players that we have on the wages that they're on. No. But from an Arsenal perspective, that doesn't then mean, all right, well, we can't sell them. They may as well start for us then, seeing as yeah. we can't get rid of them. <laughs> and that seems to be the thinking. We can't get rid of Mustafi. Let's play him until someone does. <laughs> yeah, like one day someone's just going to wake up and be like, you know what, I'll spend the money on him. He keeps being linked with a move to Fenerbahce, so... Let's hope that they take him off hands on a year-long year long deal, paying his wages.
0: Why is he finna batch it? That seems a random... Well, they
1: wanted Koscielny and then saw that he can't make it through a whole game. <laughs> and he, knowing that Arsenal are in a financial crisis, seemingly, has come to the club and asked them to terminate his contract so we can go to France and see out the rest of his career over there. <laughs> He's going to be our captain. <laughs> the only good thing about him being captain is that it's not Bellerin or Jacques. Let yeah. me tell you, if it comes down to those two, I'm fully in on team Bellerin, so you might see him become a fanboy if that if it comes oh, really? down to that.
0: I feel like Jack has got slightly more leadership potential. I'm scared He's dreadful.
1: But I'm scared he's gonna take the number eight shirt.
0: He's definitely got that in him. He definitely Very scared. will look at that and think that's made for me.
1: Okay. Jack Clark to Spurs, eight and a half million and he's loaned straight back.
0: Like the leads Twitter feed for that when they literally said
1: <laughs> Clark left, Clark returns within a minute of each other. Uh, we've said about Rabio to Juve. So this one I just uh, saw and I thought would be good. Uh, player called Jack Harper has gone from Malaga to Hatafe <laughs> on, on a free transfer. That's where he is. <laughs> uh, Godin to Inter as we said, it's the mo- probably the most Inter Milan signing that they could possibly make. Siria loves a free transfer.
0: Uh, in all
1: honesty, I know he's
0: thirty-four, but there's plenty of clubs who probably should have been circling on a free transfer. He's never exactly relied on pace or anything.
1: He is going to be perfect for Conte.
0: Yeah, yeah, because
1: sorry is sorry, and Conte is Conte.
0: He could have a run at it. You don't know.
1: He's got a screenier to partner him with as well.
0: Yeah, it's CBR could be blown a little bit further open.
1: John Obi Michael has gone to Trabson Spore Christ, are he's still going
0: that is a tour
1: uh, baby bargain of the summer Andre Gomes has gone to Everton for 22 million yep very surprised I was not for him my man Dermic has gone to Norwich on a free transfer should be good business especially if he lives up to what you uh, have preached about him yep uh, Kovacic has gone to Chelsea for 50 million
0: that is steep very steep 50 million
1: that's Roman literally going, look, I can't have uh, this money just burning all in my pocket. I need to get some of it out of the account before they can check it. <laughs> we'll take him.
0: <laughs> we can't buy anyone in this transfer bank other than the guy who's on loan, so fuck it, whatever, name your price.
1: <laughs> my man Nishi is through.
0: Madrid have actually pulled back half decent amount of money over the summer, so far. Considering yeah. you know, the outgoings people talk about, but getting £50 million for Kovacic,
1: they are raising the funds. Uh, and, Morata to Atletico Madrid for believed to be sixty million euros.
0: Yeah, that's
1: Chelsea are making bank.
0: Oof. Well just it's, that's Chelsea in a nutshell. They've got decent money for what looks a bust of a player Morata, but then spent fifty million on coverage. <laughs> can't quite work out the logic of the
1: club. Alright, if we move on then, so we've all seen that awfully advert with Kevin Bacon. <laughs> The guy, with the VR headset, saying watch the FA Cup like this. The old boy, yeah. And so,
0: notice it's, they don't leave it on the Watford fans on that either. Yeah. <laughs> they've given them; it, they've obviously
1: smashed it halfway through. Uh The question here is: uh, Is there anything that could be done by broadcasters or by media technology to enhance your viewing experience? I think we said between us on a previous podcast that like 3D TVs never took off. We thought that would be kind of the thing by now. Mm. So. The thing, and I think we've seen it spoken about on a podcast recently, the big thing for me would be alternative commentary. Yeah. And the, the, one of the highest viewed and most popular things on YouTube is reaction videos. Yeah. Which is people who literally make a living out of reacting to other people's things. and <laughs> So I think that could be a path for, I mean, just to simplify it, people like us to... Mm. We're watching the football Saturday, 12.45. People say, I hate Steve McManaman. I hate Michael Owen. I'd rather listen to Luke and TK break down (laughs) Norwich against City and have a chat during this game. Yeah. And you can hook it up to your TV and you can have the commentary right over on there. Hmm. Just some kind of companion with it because there's very few commentators. You can name the commentators on less than one hand.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Count it with your nostrils how many uh, <laughs> commentators you like. <laughs> so if you have those kind of options where the broadcasters are not having to pay someone for it, they can make the money on their like ad revenue or whatever it is, like where YouTube works, where the more clicks you get, the more people you generate revenue that way. Yeah, true. So all you have to have to do is find a way for the TV to pick up an audio feed, and there would have to be some kind of way to make sure it was in sync. Mm-hmm. But you, you that would th- be the issue, wouldn't it? But you'd think that that's a small issue in the grand scheme of things. Even to stay on commentary, to have uh, no commentary, sometimes it would be good. I mean, I know you can put it on mute, but just you can just hear the crowd and not have commentary at all.
0: It's a bit weird about commentary though. Have you ever watched a game of... No, no. Like I've just watched saying, like, a South American game. I was like, this feels a bit weird.
1: Well, my other opinion was... Um, I'd quite like biased commentary. Okay. Like if a fan zone. But yeah, If a- I'm watching an Arsenal game... It's really annoying hearing someone... Like Jamie Carragher... Moaning about the defender. I, so- I want someone to be able to tell me... No, that was a penalty that someone's just gone down for (laughs) even if I don't believe appealing for it so we know when we have to get a stream or in theory if we were to get a stream for a basketball game (laughs) and they always have the option don't they it's like TNT Knicks feed Celtics feed and then you have Knicks commentators Celtics commentators or the standard TV commentary so just something like that because the commentary on Arsenal uh, TV itself is Terrible! The bloke looks like he is not enjoying the game at all. It's just oh, what a goal! They always are on a yeah.
0: like club TV channels, though, aren't they? I don't know why. I, I reckon they, they do it someone... after
1: after the fact.
0: Yeah, yeah. But even so, surely you can hammer it yeah. up, a bit,
1: play it up. But even just something like that, just some people who are dedicated to be Arsenal commentary on a game, and you can listen to them and enjoy it with them. Just
0: appealing for everything, and yeah. If, Oh, honestly, watch the women's World Cup anytime England
1: are on. That, that <laughs> woman would just insist that thing was a penalty like a stonewaller. Well, we've we've both had it where we've watched probably our own teams commentary for the games, and they are biased on there, aren't they? And they'll yeah. tell you, yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes that's what you want. At least with that as well, you wouldn't have to
0: have this whole um, almost like trying to apologise for being biased. No, like you're going to get Neville or on comms, and when their teams involved, like they're not going to have yeah, exactly a, like a horse in a race. We don't have to pretend that. I remember I watched a, a Flyers game on one of their streams watched, and they were like 3-0 down at half-time and on the analysis they neglected to mention the three goals that the team had <laughs> scored. They just concentrated on what Philadelphia had done for that
1: half. <laughs> yeah, I know. At the Emirates, so if I'm going there for like any... Well, to be fair, I almost always get there early because I'm either on the coach or I'm driving down and you mm-hmm. have to get there early to beat the traffic. And before the game, they'll just show the highlights on the big screen of the last uh, game. yeah but they won't show it if there's a loss or a draw. <laughs> and I know uh, in the Veng- in the last season of Wenger, they were having to go about like six, seven games <laughs> at some points to say, so have a look at the highlights of one Every of the games. Every home game you're <laughs> watching the same highlights. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one of the obvious ones, 3pm games to be available to everyone. There's no reason why they shouldn't now be available <sighs> to everyone. Because you're going to stream them anyway. If, if you're not, so it's not making a difference. No, no, not in that regard. It it could make a difference to local
0: teams in terms of, for for example, just a small example. If you go and watch a Cheltenham game on a normal day and then watch on a Champions League night, for example. Obviously, it's a night game as well, so maybe there's an outfit to turn up. But people will stay in and watch the, the Champions League game. And I think you would see attendances drop off off the back of, well, I'm going to stay in on three o'clock and watch... My team play they in that game rather than going out now and spending money. They've started the next month uh, s-
1: streaming the lower league games in midweek though, haven't they? Have they? Yeah, everyone can do it free. If it's a game midweek now for a game between the championship to, I think it's to League One. So you can watch any well, of the Two, midweek games. What are they yeah. <laughs> it may even be League Two, but yeah. I know they brought it in, I think, about January last year.
0: Okay. Because
1: yeah. I, a load of Leeds fans were having to do it. Because I was, I would always, I started to see. It's it's like a weird stream because it would be like professional commentary, but on a stream. And I was thinking, <laughs> if everyone has the same stream, yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, that's what that's how they did it. No, I, I partly agree in terms of well,
0: easier. I would, I would happily see obviously three PM games. Be a, well, if
1: you don't have sure. it here, don't have it anywhere because it's torture when you see people on. Twitter in like America, they're happily able to just watch Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, Saturday. yeah, they got the best coverage of anyone, haven't they? But imagine how fire Saturdays would be as well if you could just flick through the Sat the Saturday games. Mm. Because a lot yeah. of the times there'd be a good game that you can pick out where you don't need to watch Spurs against Southampton. Well, that might not be a bad game, but two teams where you can usually sail like, up. West Ham-Watford, this ain't going to be a great game mm. to sit in and watch. So you, you can pick from the 3pm games or even if you just had a 3pm game. One benefit to it was if it did start hitting attendances, then it might have to lower ticket
0: prices which would yeah. be no bad thing if people weren't coming because they were watching on stream. I, I don't that.
1: think for the upper leagues it might hit for the lower yeah, no, leagues. No, no, I, I
0: personally I don't think it would affect the upper leagues because when it was brought in, I think there was a genuine worry that Look, people are just going to stay and watch this on Sky and not going to come to the games. In the Prem, I don't think that's going to hit you too hard. Mainly, maybe towards the bottom of the table it might, to be fair. But
1: I do think people are going to go and watch lower league football when they stay and watch the Prem. Could, yeah, because I've had tickets for an Arsenal game before and it's not stopped me that even if I'm getting up on about one hour of sleep and we're playing on a Sunday, then I'm still going to get up because I'd rather see it in the stadium.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's If you're a Burnley fan... <laughs> who can, who's, you're safe by Christmas, you've got nothing to play for in a February game against, I don't know, Southampton, like you said before, then you might stick around and say, fuck it, I'll watch the Arsenal game at three o'clock instead of yeah. going to watch this try Uh,
1: What What about other camera angles? So I know something that was experimented with before, and this is, I'm I'm talking now about really delving into kind of the future kind of thing, but this is just mm. any technology we be brought in. And I always quite like uh, the idea that you could have a camera, whether it's on a headband or something, of like a creative midfielder, and you could just watch the game so, entirely yeah. from their perspective. Mm. And I think I've mentioned before, I've not seen it myself, but there was a DVD released, and it was from one of Zidane's best games where... They managed to recreate it with the 360 cameras where the, the whole game was just 90 minutes just following him. Yeah, the whole yeah, game. yeah. But if you could do that, where you could just have, even if you wanted to choose it from above, from behind the goal, from whatever. They did have player cam for a bit. You know, with, the, with, the, with the amount of cameras there are, it's entirely possible to do, even just offer multiple camera angles, it's entirely possible to do. I'll tell you an easy way to improve. Stop showing fucking
0: replays that go on so long that you don't watch, <laughs> you don't miss like the next 10 minutes of action. Kills me, slow motion like a run of the mill shot that went miles wide. Slow
1: mo someone flapping their gums. That was the uh, twenty ten World Cup. They must have just discovered the like HD slow mo. <laughs> you know, every time, just someone just flapping their gums around. <laughs> uh, a referee mic is something that's well overdue.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And even just referee interviews. I mean, understand this isn't so much technology, but I just kind of thought it fitted in with everything. If if coming with every TV say this was some groundbreaking technolo- technological thing every home got a bunch of VR headsets where you could watch the football as if you're in the ground would you do it because I think if you're at home the beauty is that you see the game better but if you're in the ground you're there I don't see the appeal of watching the game from the perspective of a fan at home
0: yeah i f- I feel like, one, the novelty will wear off. And also, I feel kind of like I was cheating it a bit.
1: So, like, like you said, going to the stadium is going to the stadium and the buzz around that, is it? Because they're saying that's what the, they're bringing in with the NBA, isn't it? Where they it's such a kind of s- smaller thing that you can easily put a number of cameras in there so someone has the perspective as if they're sat at courtside just looking up and down the court.
0: But yeah, well,
1: that'll hit them because... Price for courtside tickets there. <laughs> They're not going to want to be people doing that in their own house. But they're talking like, like, live so you can look across and see, I don't know, Kim Kardashian courtside at a Clippers game. <laughs> and you can look behind you and see the other fans jumping around because they're just going to have it just kitted out around the... That would be insane. Around it, So you just do have like a courtside seat, people dunking in front of you and all sorts. Other than that, I think I'm fairly run of the mill. As long as I can put my feet up, have it pretty loud, and kind of kick back. I've,
0: in all honesty, not to sound like a better in my day type of person, but I kind of like it stripped back in terms of I. I think there's so much being looked into with football in terms of technology, in terms of say like trying to change the Champions League. I think there's we've got a, a good enough. Sort of product, if you like, that I don't think it needs to be tampered with too much.
1: Are you a chatter while watching sport, or are you uh, strictly silence? Depends on the sporting oh, occasion. Yeah, and the event, yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But if you're in one of those ones where you're not in the mood to chat, it's a fucking nightmare. And yeah. So, is. so, so like I, a big fight or a big football game, and you want to be quiet. I remember. Ideal. I
1: remember losing my head. Um, do you remember? Well, this won't narrow it down particularly. <laughs> Arsenal Barcelona in the Champions League. If you can recall, it would have been ITV. This at this point, Ibrahimovic had never scored a goal in England. Got you. And within about two minutes of the second half start, and he banged two. Yeah. And we had like my brothers were in it, my auntie were in it, just talking shite while the game was on. <sniffs> and I was fully like, if Arsenal are on, I don't really like watching with anyone else unless it's an Arsenal fan. Yeah. Then I like to be able to moan when I want to moan. I like to be able to shout. I like to be able to scream. Do whatever. Very, very few. I have to be either very confident about the game to watch it with another fan, or yeah. completely resigned to it being just a rise off anyway. Out. Yeah. yeah. And I just remember being two nil down and just literally just saying, "Just shut up!" Tell <laughs> just shut up, man. <laughs> uh, lost your. And end. then I'm pretty sure everyone left the room, <laughs> and uh, you've certain. We scored two in the last couple of minutes. Fabregas scored a penalty with a broken leg. Got you, yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah. equalise. And then I, that was the year we went to the new Camp and then we got mugged by the ref where he sent Van Persie off for kicking oh, of the ball. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Which I tweeted this yesterday, was a worse decision than any of the ones in that Chelsea game that Jack goes on about. <laughs> do, you right. see, do you see Messi's comments about the Copper America? It, up the bloody cheek of it.
0: What, him says corrupt?
1: Yeah, you weren't <laughs> complaining when everything was going in Barca's favour, were you? No. Someone no. said he should hand back all his Champions Leagues and say, "Look, if this is the case now, it was set up for us to win. I ain't taking it."
0: Yeah. I mean, he might well have had a point with the Copa America as well, but like you said, you've got enough in your favour. The
1: Brazilians are a proper vile bunch. Yeah. I'm not going full Colby as a football team. Yeah. Like, I hate it. Like, if if you're a terrible team, then I almost do admire the shit house in. Yeah. When you're that good and you're still doing it, it's so, so frustrating.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Like, there was one yesterday where it was a foul, but it was nothing in it. And they must have had about nine of them around the ref. Like, when the centre-backs run up, he's like, come on.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Prime Chelsea you're talking about, though. Yeah. Well, I like that chat was laughing it off last week about Mikel just falsely accusing a ref of being racist and then taking it back like a week later. He's <laughs> like, oh, well, no, I'm done. Could have
0: ruined someone's life.
1: To stick with the the sport, I find an, unless you've been opposite the whole time and I've just been ruining it constantly, when we watch boxing, we kind of both talk out loud without it being to each other whilst a big fight's on. Yeah. You just kind of acknowledge what the others say. would full-blown chat Yeah, I wouldn't want to change that in terms of, like, I wouldn't want a big headset to make me feel like I'm ringside. I wouldn't want a certain camera to look like I'm from, a no. certain perspective. I'm happy to be able to see everything. Like, what well, you don't need to change some things.
0: No, I think that is definitely one of those things of, when you go to a fight, you get that sort of, feeling en route to the arena and when you get in there and stuff yeah. that I wouldn't necessarily again I'd feel almost like I was cheating it if I got a VR headset
1: yeah all right if we continue on then we have a bit of NBA to get into and then a little bit of UFC before we close out mm-hmm. Shock waves were sent through the NBA this weekend as Kawhi Leonard finally made the decision to sign with the LA Clippers and has taken poor George with him from OKC. (laughs) So I was doing some reading today and I thought the ringer had it nailed. Yeah. When they quoted Syndrome from the Incredibles and they said when everyone's super nobody will be. That's the quote he says and they say this applies now to the NBA and you've got so many super teams now that nobody is really standout super. No. So this is the first time in years we've been heading into a season talking about more than just how comfortably Golden State are going to win Mm -hmm. and how much of a challenge LeBron can muster up. Anthony Davis and LeBron joined in LA. So did Kawhi and Paul George. Kevin Durant and Kyrie agreed to team from Brooklyn at least once Durant recovers from his Achilles tear. The Bucks brought back every key player except Brogdon, uh, the 76 has signed Al Horford and the Jazz nab Mike Connolly via a trade. So we do have some clear standouts, mm. but nothing quite like the Warriors. Clippers are now of Vegas favourites to win outright.
0: Yep.
1: And uh, if they enter the season without boosting their odds any further, they'll have the lowest championship odds of any favorite since oh eight oh nine, when the Lakers and Celtics were joint favourites at plus 350 or an equivalent of 22% chance of winning. Mm. So... Right behind the Clippers, Vegas places the Bucks, coming off a 60 win season with uh, reigning MVP Janis and uh, LeBron and AD Duo. at The Lakers, each with a 17% chance, and then the Sixers are outside with an 11% chance according to the odds. This is as of Saturday night, I think. Yeah. So, if we get into the choir trade a bit more deeply now, we were told it was a two man race between the Lakers and the Raptors. This is what we were led to believe. Yep. So it was shocking enough to see the watch tweet that Kawhi had signed with the Clippers on Saturday morning.
0: I was shocked to yeah. uh, see your text. The first thing I yeah. read in the morning he's gone to Clippers. F-
1: it also made a mockery of all these ITKs that were mm-hmm. running all of these shows.
0: Yeah, you're right.
1: But what's also unbelievable is that what the Clippers... Acquired Paul George four, so I'm mean, going to take a deep breath here. <laughs> Shai, gilgis Alexander, Danilo Gallinari, three unprotected first round picks from the Clippers in 2022, 20, 2024, and 2026, the right to swap picks with the Clippers in 2023 and 2025, plus two firsts from the Miami Heat, including a 2021 first that's unprotected, and a 2023 first that's protected one to fourteen. The Clippers sent the biggest trade package in history to the Oklahoma City Thunder to acquire Paul George, but I guess they were trading for both Paul George and Kawhi. Essentially, that That's was what, what you the were, trade was. Yeah. yeah. On their From their perspective, they'll say, if they've done their job right, they're all going to be low-numbered picks because they're hoping to do well and win yeah, a championship. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kawhi is kind of this mystery man. Like, we were led to believe that he's this quiet guy. He just kind of goes with the flow and under everyone's nose. He's done the dirtiest deal. (laughs) He was plotting to pull Paul George away. (laughs) I think we all thought when Jimmy Butler went to the Heat that that was the end of him kind of teaming up with like a two-man team that we didn't already know about. So... Kawhi, uh, um, so Kyrie and Jarrett were off the table. LeBron and AD were off the table. So it looked like he was going to have to join someone else's or stay with the Raptors.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So Kawhi led the Spurs to an NBA Finals victory over the Miami Heat in 2014, ruining a three-peat bid by James, Wade and Bosh. He then did the same with the Raptors this past season, defeating the Warriors. He is the super team slayer. (laughs) He's done it for the league. And now he has a super team of his own. Yeah. So he kept his circle close over the last few weeks, made sure nothing got out, that they didn't want to get out.
0: And did stuff coming out from the Lakers and stuff harm their own chances? I don't feel like he's a guy who wants things coming out and being leaked. What?
1: Magic Johnson couldn't tell any more people that they had a meeting set up. And in the end, he demanded that Magic wasn't part of the meeting they had.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, for that reason, the fact he's a former Lakers employee is probably another reason. Imagine if he went back to your former place
1: of work and were constantly saying about how great it is. (laughs) So he kept everything close. Nobody knew what was going on. He didn't do the conventional thing and try and go back to the Raptors who genuinely could have won another championship, mm. He didn't join the super team and kind of the best player of that generation, Anthony Davis, he literally has just done the complete opposite of what...
0: And I was... My instinctive reaction at first, I was a bit disappointed we didn't get to see the super team in LA. Only in terms of, we've said before, we like a freak show. And I thought there was that freak show element to it. But then when the dust settles, it's a great move, isn't it? For yeah.
1: All around... Well, you think three years ago, the Clippers were nothing more than kind of a little brother organisation to the Lakers. Mm -hmm. They were run by a racist owner who was forced to sell the team. (laughs) They're now like a model franchise, two superstars. They built the home. They took a chance and traded Blake Griffin. It obviously paid off. I mean, Paul George, we've never been too hot on him, but MVP candidate
0: last You want to go into show and shoot...
1: He had a career-best offensive stretch, maintained his status as an elite defender. And the thing that people are saying is most kind of stand out about this pairing is most superstar pairings have like overlapping strengths. So Bosch could never play to the height of his ability with Wade yeah. and with LeBron. Um, with LeBron and Wade just together, both of them like to have the ball in their hands. So yeah. that worked against it. But with Kawhi and Paul George. They're both natural fits who can play off each other. Yeah. So that's sh- going to work nice. It nicely. should
0: work perfectly, shouldn't it, in terms of the style matchup?
1: And then they've got a core of young players with uh, Landry Shamet, Montreux Hazel, and they're both still on their rookie contracts. And then they've got enough veterans with team-friendly contracts with Lou Williams and Patrick Beverley. I mean, Lou Williams and Beverley can both go off for 30 on their own night, as it yeah, is.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: So... Over a year ago, they traded Blake Griffin, who was the face of their franchise, the lifelong Clipper. And that was questioned by a lot of people. Hmm. Despite him his injuries, they were still saying he's still like a great player. And Jerry West said at the time, the Clippers were stuck. They weren't going anywhere. He said the Blake Griffin trade freed them. And that's why they needed to take a calculated risk.
0: It was a bang on the money, wasn't it?
1: <laughs> they obviously looked. The Raptors' risks paid off. They traded their own face of the franchise in DeRozan. Yeah and uh, centre Jacob Poulter, coming off a season where Kawhi played just nine games, thanks to that mysterious injury he had. Kawhi didn't want to play in Toronto, they knew that, and they still traded for him and banked on it working, and it won him a title. So, it clearly has paid off for the Clippers. Yeah, I mean, it's funny, doesn't it? Because if they they don't, we're
0: asking the same questions about the Clippers we were before, where we're saying, where are they going with this? because everyone's saying about how they built the uh, the arena and stuff and the are yeah. building the team and it's kind of the next thing the next thing but so sort of like, well when are they actually going to sort of cash in the chips if you like and yeah. and go for it and if they didn't get this again i think they still would have been seen as the joke organization that are next to the lakers where yeah. whatever circus is going on in the lakers they're, they're always going to be the dominant force in la and this is the first time you've seen a power shift going the other way where they've been able to get the man ahead of the Lakers. Yeah. And should, in theory, attract well other people to do the same going forward. Obviously, poor George has now, but I mean, in future years. Yeah.
1: The guys have come out now, the the journalists, now that we know more and said that, according to Kawhi, it was always essentially a last resort going to the Lakers because he didn't want to be part of one of these mega teams. Yeah. Yeah. So, a lot of people originally were talking about OKC, like they were these massive losers out of this deal. Like They lost this mm-hmm. horrible trade. Their hands were tied. But you, you look at it and it is on them now because you look at the players they've lost over the years. I mean, Harden, Durant, Paul George now, the three most obvious ones when yeah. you look back. only Deeper they got rid of. He's turned into a beast. And yeah. So, but the Thunder now control all of the Clippers picks from 2022 through 2026. <sighs> Kawhi will be 35 and Paul George will be 36 during the 2025-2026 season. OKC got Giljoy Alexander, one of the game's kind of brightest point guards. I'm not saying he's going to change them for good, but no. he's a nice piece to pick up in that trade. Galinari, Gallinari, despite his injury history, is like a nice pickup. They've actually traded him since, but oh no, sorry, they kept him and they traded Jeremy. Grant since today so that freed up even more cap space so do you feel the Clippers got a better deal for Paul George and Kawhi or did the Lakers get a better deal for Anthony Davis because the Lakers were deemed to have given too much and then they seem the Clippers gave more
0: yeah and then I think the Lakers have done all right in the circumstance under not getting Kawhi I think with the pieces they've been able to get in I think they have formed... Yeah, I've got this down. They have formed a roster that I think can change, which, even if they got Kawhi, I feel like they'd have been so sort of stretched beyond that big three. Whereas this has, at least, if you can kind of look for a silver line and freed up a bit of space to be able to do something. Yeah,
1: so they signed Boogie Cousins and Rondo. And so they're now poised to uh, sweep the blazers in the first round of <laughs> next year's playoffs. Um so I think Boogie kind of realised pretty quickly there was no market for his talent. Like Nobody was really in for him quite like how he thought he was going to be. Two years ago, he was talked about like a max player. Yeah, life comes at you first. Yeah. So the question now is how much he has to offer. The Warriors were forced to rush him back from a torn quad, didn't go to plan. And in the time he was back, he showed all of the good and all of the bad for what he is.
0: And there were question marks over him and AD working together at the Pelicans, so you you just kind of
1: bring those problems to LA. The thing is, essentially, they're really good friends. So I mean, with, that's lovely. With but... the pieces they've got in, they're banking on keeping Anthony Davis happy and making his transition as hmm. nice as possible. Yeah. That's more, I think, what they've got him for than... And the upside, when you're paying him three and a half million a year, you're thinking the upside here is huge. Yeah, it's...
0: <laughs> I was going to say
1: it's risk free it's not risk free but it's it's a roll of the dice where it's not too sort of bad so well, a big man that can pull up from three point range already spaces the floor entirely and when you can create that space for a tank like LeBron to charge through then you're doing alright it's just managing him and yeah. so you're going to need
0: managing him is, is right and in, in particularly in a in a, circ- in a circumstance that people have kind of called it a bit circus like already bring him into the equation I don't know if that's going to help with that. But no no
1: one's questioning him talent-wise, are they? No. So, Russell Westbrook is now apparently on the trade block.
0: Hmm.
1: They're saying that, look, they've, they've acquired even more picks today, actually, from Denver in the Jeremy Grant trade. So, there's that. They've got another first round pick in to, picks. to the list. Yeah. So, they're saying, look, if we're rebuilding, then do they really need Russell Westbrook or do they want to maximise these picks? Because they know they're not winning anything next year now anyway. At least with Paul George, they could kind of kid themselves and say, Look, we got a chance. Yeah.
0: Yeah, That's the other thing as well. I think the Paul George trade has sent out a message that, Look, nobody's going to stick around to play with Russ. Uh, Because they seem like they get along and Paul George is working with it and he's still left.
1: Pair him up with Jimmy Butler in Miami. Oh my God. (laughs) That is what needs to be done. That would be such a volatile. Two got. I mean, I knew it already but when someone kind of put it into perspective and they said that like Russell Westbrook is not a good shooter. No. He no, just has enough of the at ball and enough chances. And he's just athletic enough that he can... And Jimmy you Butler know, kind, of fits, kind of fits the same mould. I mean, he's a better shooter but yeah. he's a guy who essentially fires enough shots to get a nice stat line. Yeah, yeah. Someone said that um, look, Westbrook knows now he's not playing for winning. He's going to average... Like, a 40-point triple-double all across next year. <laughs>
0: yeah, he's accepted. Like, look, no one's going to try and win with me. So,
1: the Rockets are apparently interested in uh, Westbrook. I'm assuming they'll be trying to get rid of that Chris Paul contract. Westbrook and Harden is a free show that I'd <laughs> love to see again. Uh, that would just be... good back to them OKC days. But this is like that times 100. This is just get ridiculous. him to the Knicks.
0: In all honesty, look, the, if Knicks, the Knicks haven't got much else going from you, may as well have that each night.
1: Look, the Knicks shut out in free agency. As many jokes as I wanted to make last week. It didn't go to plan in free agency. You Far didn't, from it. So, you're not winning for the next few years anyway. Why not at least have some fun and have the Russell Westbrook circus? He can waltz in in his jazzy outfits to MSG. He can take 80 shots a game. He would be sort of the king of MSG as well, because you know he'd obviously... Absolutely. I can't believe... like, In terms of how some other people are, I'm a short-term Knicks fan, hmm. and it's been painful enough for me in the short space yeah, of time yeah. I've had it. Who are these people that have endured more years of torment and are still turn their nose up at Russell Westbrook? I was about to say
0: that it's the turning the nose up thing that's kind of getting me a little bit. It's like, what do you think... You either can get or what you deserve.
1: There were some. There story. were some that said, like, "No, uh if Kawhi is just going to come on his own without another superstar, then we may as well just carry on with." <laughs> <laughs> what? What are you talking about?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't see the Knicks doing anything in the near future, so having Westbrook wouldn't be as counterproductive as it would do for a lot of franchises.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm all in on the Russ Circus. Absolutely all in on it.
0: It would it would strangely fit as well, him and New York.
1: It would just all...
0: Absolutely. It would all just clip together. And
1: if you thought he had a chip on his shoulder before... <laughs> he's going to be a killer for whoever yeah. he goes to next.
0: Imagine a dressing room with him and Jimmy Butler. Fucking hell. You'd be so terrified of doing anything wrong. They'd be like you can't uh, put two gerbils together or they'll kill each other. That would potentially be <laughs> <Yeah>. those two.
1: <laughs> so, very, very early for you. Who should be the favourites going into next season?
0: Oh, it's tricky. If, if Clay didn't have that injury, I'd still say Golden State because we're forgetting, because of the KD thing, we're forgetting what a team they were before KD still. They uh, lost Iggy then as well though. And I think, yeah, it's true. But, it was still essentially it was Clay, Steph, and Draymond, wasn't it? And that was where it was all built on. I think they could have done the same thing again. The, the question being, I think all of the duos we've named have got their own strength but their own shortcomings, as we've said. Other than potentially Kawhi and Paul George, except for the fact I'm not still not sold on Paul George as a. If I will say, got,
1: good luck scoring on that Clippers team. Yeah, defensively <laughs> unbelievable,
0: but if if you look at say. LeBron and AD both elite I've got Kyrie and KD both elite each of the duo I've got that and the Clippers one is Kawhi elite and is Paul George elite elite
1: I he's very very good but is he that top bracket is my question I'm going to tell you I'm rolling with the Lakers for me I if, think they should be the favourite if I, I had to place in, a bet now my i back LeBron
0: yeah that that's essentially it as well I think they're the most They've got the most proven form in terms of LeBron, albeit not last season.
1: If you get the right players around in, he'll get you there. Look, we've long been defenders of LeBron. And for as long as since he left uh, Miami Heat, he has not been favoured in a single final series. Yeah. There is no excuse now. Well, it... But then he'll be in a competitive series, you'd imagine, if they get to the finals. Oh no, no, they're I'm not the overwhelming favourites, are they? That's what I'm saying. There's, there's no crutch of, well, we're not supposed to win. He's at least in a pick'em series hmm. with anyone he goes in with. Yeah, but I wouldn't. I'm not saying there's no excuse for not winning. I'm saying there's no. We can't pre- give him There's, the, no, there's well, nothing the, to the hide behind. Are... Yeah, there's yeah. nothing to hide behind. So. I mean, they're sort of lucky he'll have AD or break his leg on the first yeah. game or something. I mean, if you if you look at the Lakers, what they could potentially have if the deals they're expected to make go through, so they, it looks like they're going to be playing LeBron at point guard, which I love.
0: I like that. I don't know why it hasn't
1: been. The players before. they've signed, I saw the take earlier saying they're essentially signing players that LeBron can play point guard without having to defend other point guards is the way that it's being set up. So, so they should. LeBron at point guard, Danny Green at shooting guard, Kuzma at uh, small forward, AD power forward, Boogie at centre. That is a great starting point. That's the best team that they can put on paper at the moment. Then you look at the bench. It looks like Carl Corver's coming. He's being bought out. <laughs> so they're back. We're getting the band back together. Jared Dudley, he's going to be there. Rondo on the bench. It looks mm-hmm. like they're gonna have Iggy Odale as their sixth man.
0: That's a great sixth man, Jesus. Yeah, see as much as you lost out in a Kawhi deal, I think the fact that you can you're able to get these players in well, isn't a bad they're thing. They're gonna
1: benefit because um, that bench is Iggy's gonna get bought out because in the trade, like they're not gonna keep him on that contract. So he's gonna get bought out. Mm. Mm-hmm then he has free reign of where he wants to go and the, he's definitely going to go to the Lakers. I mean, it'd be nice if he scumbagged it and went to the Clippers. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Kawhi but comes there, out and says, look, I was always just waiting mm, on Iggy. But they're pretty stacked as well, so Danny Green. I love Danny Green. I think that's a great pick. He, he, uh, um <clears throat> said it before, so on football manager, Kieran Tierney's my guy. No matter who, I'm, who I am, He's the guy I pick up. Yeah. 2K. If I'm playing NFL, it was Amari Cooper was the guy. And RG3. Yeah. <clears throat> NBA 2K. Buddy Heald. <laughs> and Danny Green. Dan- <laughs> always Danny Green. Build around Danny Green. Used to be J.L. Smith, but he's too hard to keep his morale up. <laughs> Danny Green is the guy. I see people saying J.L. Smith to the Lakers. He looks like he's gonna be bought out as well, so but I'm not sure they're gonna take his contract off uh, the Cavs so. I'm
0: not sure that's a goer.
1: There was talk of them trading for Kevin Love.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You'd love to see it. <laughs> Just that really would be
1: back to give a time. So if we say now what we think the Christmas games should be for this year and so I've got my four here and you can tell me if you agree, disagree. Okay. So, the early game, as always, Knicks are always on Christmas Day. I think they should stay Christmas Day. MSG, Knicks against the Nets. Yeah, yeah, I like it. That's how we start Christmas Day. That's your five o'clock over here. I run back from my grandma's, get back for the game and put it on while we do our bits in here. You, I mean, you might not like
0: the outcome of the game, but
1: I don't think I've ever seen a win on Christmas Day. We've played the Bucks, <laughs> the Celtics, and I can't think, I might have 76ers. The Celtics came back from about 20 points down to beat them on Christmas day a couple of years back as well yeah I seem to remember that yeah. might have been two years ago um, okay then Bucks 76 top of the Eastern Conference we're going to have those two squaring off I like it I like it a lot then we move on and we're on to about what, 10 o'clock at night now over here we've got Warriors against the Rockets
0: always a fun there's a, game there's a
1: rivalry there we've got Steph and D'Angelo against Chris Paul and Harden, or maybe <laughs> Westbrook and Harden. Maybe Westbrook and Harden. Second turns, Fun rivalry. Always get a good game out of them. Freeze yeah. galore. Hmm. And then the main event, for the people that haven't drank too much over here, the people that can stay up and get onto like the, the one o'clock game. Lakers against the Clippers. Has to happen. LA versus LA is just... It's already penciled in, isn't it? It has to. It's... Also, the Warriors game needs to be at their new arena as well, on Christmas.
0: Yeah. Anoint it. Yeah. Baptize it.
1: Lakers Clippers has to be on Christmas. Yeah, Day. I, th- I think they they have to. I've got a horrible feeling they're going to do something like. If I had to put my money on it now, I think Knicks Nets happens. Yeah. I think they go. OKC against the Clippers. I could see it, yeah. I think they go Lakers against the Pelicans.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Um we've hardly even talked about the Pelicans.
1: And I think you get the Bucks against someone.
0: Maybe like Bucks the Bucs against Philly, I do like that.
1: Yeah. I, I think when I was looking, I couldn't make four more appetising games than that, because Knicks just seem to be every time they're there, so I just kind of thought they were in hmm. regardless. Have you seen they've taken the NBA London game away now? Really? It's moved to Paris instead. It's Paris. Yeah. Oh, okay. So.
0: we Now we can be just as equally unlikely to get tickets yeah. to that as well <laughs> as the London
1: one. I was actually thinking earlier it might be more likely. <laughs> so, would you, any other games you'd make or you... Uh, I think
0: Pelicans in any game this year are going to be a fun watch, aren't
1: they? Well, I thought maybe they'll go uh, Zion against LeBron on Christmas Day was my thinking.
0: They might even try and do another, it's been done to death, but LeBron against the Warriors again, just because TV networks are TV networks.
1: That's where he went off last year and then got injured straight after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me Lonzo dropping 40 on the Lakers on Christmas (laughs) Day. We have Lavar fist pumping <laughs> shooting Molly down below. Have you seen the videos that have the other videos that have come out where she's like being harassed that since? No. There's one with oh, I can't think who it is. It's It's an NBA it's an NFL player, sorry. So regardless. Um she used to do some NFL like morning coverage yeah, yeah, So yeah, the yeah. equivalent of like Soccer AM or something like that. And she's in this like tight little dress. And whoever the player is is saying, "You bend over and hike me the ball." Oh god! And she kind of laughs it off. She's still at the ball, and he like bends down right behind her, and he goes, "Go on, hike it," and tries to like grab her. She kind of pushes him off. Oh Jesus! And then he says it again. He's like, "Go on, go on," and they just kind of laugh and nothing. Oh.
0: Nothing I mean, happens to it. Think they, of my skin girl I'm not even watching it.
1: There's also a clip of LeVar saying the exact same thing to uh, Molly like a year before. Okay. And nothing <laughs> was said about it. So, In fairness to her, she was kind of told it was an issue more than her making it an issue. She kind of screwed her face up like that and went, okay, let's move on. But at first, you do take it like that just because of the way he says it. So...
0: Yeah, I mean, people who have made the suggestion it's not creepy are, are ignoring it. it. Does sound a little bit creepy, but I don't think it's the most. It's not
1: even the most offensive thing he said. No, <laughs> no, because like after they signed for the Nets, she like hugged Stephen A. to start the show, and people are like, "quote tweet," like Stephen A. best watch out. He's going to be reported with sexual harassment after this. <laughs> for fuck's sake! Like people like deadly serious like she's just out of order when she's barely... She actually said she doesn't want it to be an issue.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I've, I've heard people making noise about it, pretty much everyone other than her kicking off about it.
1: And I think Jalen Rose hasn't helped, but it's going to be an ego check for him, isn't it? When everyone's saying, look, he said this about your wife. What are you saying back to that? <laughs> he can't really say, oh, no, it's not an issue. Oh, you're not defending your wife in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you don't care about his bloke shifting gears on your wife? So he... His hands, his hands were tied her hands were tied
0: LaVar's hands probably LaVar, should have been tied LaVar
1: is LaVar <laughs> but anyway let's close this out just a bit of talk on the UFC so the UFC made this weekend's event pay-per-view here in England well in the UK do we think it's going to work moving forward hmm. to, to clarify like I didn't know this at the time of purchasing it and I do regret purchasing it only the pay-per-view portion and this may have seemed obvious was pay-per-view
0: the main card yeah yeah.
1: so the way it was sold and I'm sure it was intentional on the virgin media hub it said that the pay-per-view started at 1130 which was when the fight past prelim started so you were there I went to click on it it wasn't working yeah so it was then on BT Sports. So they were showing it all and it was literally just starting at 3am it went to pay-per-view. So fortunately it was a good main card, but yeah, yeah. if you go in, go all in. You're going to struggle to convince people to watch at that point and just pay for two hours at three o'clock in the morning. And
0: I, I think McGregor is the only exception in terms of people will pay regardless for him over here. But other than that, I can't think of a UFC star that people will cough at the money, to, the sort of the mass audience yeah. they're going to be wanting. Like, so I look, you will pay like, to attract, like you, you'd want the whole card. Yeah. And I think most people in the position are going to be like yourself, that want to watch it from start to finish.
1: Whereas a McGregor one, people would probably pay just to see him. Yeah, so I looked and there's someone else that kind of asked the question and they had some like Google Analytics to say, here in the UK who are the UFC fans that people actually look for? Yeah. So McGregor, the obvious one. Jon Jones does do some numbers, so Mm. I would expect to see his fights there. Yeah. Um, Khabib numbers spiked, but that's largely, I'm sure, due to the fact that he faced Conor McGregor. And I do think he'll be a name going forward, purely because he's kind of a viral sensation. Yeah. But he's going to be fighting Abu Dhabi in September, I think. So that'll be pay-per-view, no doubt. Yeah. we're expecting for a year they essentially unofficially confirmed
0: that's minimum as well isn't it
1: yeah and then looking down the other people darren till was next most mentioned and then nate diaz who again is probably because of the conor mcgregor factor
0: he's not gonna be fired too often so
1: <laughs> brock lesnar isn't coming back so if you then look at the other names on the pound for pound list that the ufc has on their website you've got Holloway, Nunes, Usman, Poirier, Whitaker, Ferguson, Zahudo, Valentina and Andrade. That completes their pound-for-pound top the 50. I didn't include Woodley because I thought that kind of spoke for itself. None of them are pay-per-view stars no. here in England or really have the potential to be pay-per-view stars. I would say Holloway would, but you're going to struggle to get him out there enough.
0: And also, if the thing of Holloway, if he hasn't already... And why is he going to... It's hard for him to do
1: more than he's done
0: in his career to be a pay-per-view star than he has currently, so if he isn't already.
1: So I think they're actually going to lose more in subscription cancellations than they're going to gain in pay-per-view fees. I think
0: it's the wrong move.
1: They're already showing that people have been cancelling their things because they, in their package, sold it that you got every UFC event. Yeah, that's so, not quite true, on their it? part, they're going to say, Why well, don't you do still technically get it? You just everything. have to pay for it as well. You just don't get the full thing. They say the UFC came out and said, Look, we sold our rights to BT. They could have had, I think they basically buy them separately the numbered events and the like free to air events that they have over there on ESPN. Yeah. They effectively said that BT sold to them, look the UK loves pay-per-view over here. Essentially, they've said, look, we're the home of pay-per-view We now. love paying yeah. for things. And they say, we've seen, if you put a card out there that is worthy, people are going to pay for it. Citing the last two Tyson Fury fights as being, look, these are worthy of paying for, which that they should have cut the call at that point. <laughs> but that's what they're saying. They're saying, look, if you create it, they'll come. So the UFC said, look, fair enough we haven't agreed a set number that's still talking, but it looks like it's doing about four. And so our side of the job now is to make at least that much worth paying for. Yeah, That's wow. their side of it. They say, look, we didn't pressure them. We were more happy for them to saying. have it all yeah. free, which sounds about right because that's what it's always been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No and difference. you would think you had plenty of opportunity during the McGregor time. I, I've lost count of how many people said to me, what time's McGregor on? I assume it's pay-per-view. Be like, yeah. Oh no, it's on BT Sport. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, it, it's always seemed uh, like one of those things you kind of don't want to mention in case it comes yeah. up. Like, because it seems strange that they wouldn't make McGregor pay-per-view because you know people would pay for it like they would a Joshua fight. So, in that regard, it's a shitter that <laughs> he is now only going to be on pay-per-view.
1: BT themselves just seem entirely say unself aware So they aren't self-aware. They see what Sky do and assume that yeah, oh, we do the same. They see Joshua put a number and say, oh we got a good heavyweight, we'll do numbers as well. Yeah, that seems to be the way they literally think it's working.
0: Yeah, just copy the template. They're already going to
1: gain more subscribers because they've just got all of the uh, WWE. Oh, did they? And so they'll have those events on pay per view as well. And that's an
0: audience that will come across. Yeah, that's a committed fan base.
1: And they picked up some other like wrestling event I've never heard of. I think it's like one of the hardcores watch kind okay. of thing, and they had that on pay per view as well. So they are really maxing out pay per view. ITV Four have got Pacquiao Thurman on pay per view over here. I don't know if you saw that. No, I saw the tr- I saw the
0: advert for it, and I was resentful, but also aware that that probably, as far as boxing pay per views go, that isn't actually a bad one. No, but over here I still resent it. If you've
1: seen the card, I mean, I saw the card for the. Dylan White one, uh, in a Fortnight. That's a horrific card as well.
0: Yeah, that is not
1: fantastic. is it They currently got a Coley Chief support with no opponent, so <laughs> that might tell you all you need to know for twenty quid. Price and Allen is your your yeah. best undercard. Well, even not... even charging twenty quid for it, if you charge less, than you're going to get more people on.
0: I think you could sell it as well as like look, it's only a tenner or something, and do that Because yeah, I was
1: saying, I was saying to Rory, so he asked me to find him a stream, and I said, I. Oh, I said, I just want you to know, I will, but you're doing the main thing. I resent to you. And he's like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "Well, I've paid for it, and then I have to show myself just how easy it is to, to find not pay the stream." For it. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Sorry. And I was like, oh, "Done it now." But so, I mean, I think I'll pay if it's a big one because I don't want to risk it cutting out. Like, if, if my streamer cut out, I'd miss that Aspirin. KO. Oh, wow. I'd have been raging. Yeah. Like UFC 241, no question. If I have to, I'll pay for it. Yeah. But other ones going forward, say the Holloway, Frank Edgar ones on pay-per-view on July 27th, I'll be streaming that.
0: Oh, that is...
1: And the UFC can have no complaints. No, no. Because if you don't know enough about it... Nobody asked for Holloway Edgar. No. I strongly protested against it. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, that's, uh should be just about enough to get into for today. Hopefully we'll have a full cast back next week. If not, then we'll be back in here doing our thing and I'll find some more obscure TV shows for us. <laughs> anyway, thanks again for listening to another episode of the Spitballing Pod. As always, if you could check us out at www.spitballingpod.com, give us a like, share, repost, all that business on Spotify, SoundCloud and iTunes. And as I said, we'll be back next week. Thank you.